it's going from like 1994 all i want for christmas of like oh you're the one for me that's i'll leave it at that then ariana grande is like all right you're the one for me but like let's also become one for each other and we'll you know we're not going to get into details yeah. and then sabrina carpenter's full on like i'm shaving my give pussy my, my pussy is a christmas tree <laughs> yeah give me your snowballs <laughs> Welcome to the Breaking Takes Christmas Kwanzaa Hanukkah. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Whatever, this is the holiday extravaganza for whatever religion you were forced into when you were a baby (laughs) and you still kind of celebrate, this is that. Yeah. Whatever that is for you. Or if you just are super into capitalism and just really like buying things. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I mean that that's what Christmas is. Christmas there's no no biblical ties to Christmas anymore. It's just either if you're if you don't have that much money, you try to look at your checking account and you go, "How can I get presents for five people with $37.13?" <laughs> yeah. Or if you're rich, you go, "How can I flex on all of my other aunts and uncles yeah. and cousins? How how can I buy my cousin a bigger gift than their aunt and uncle is going to get them as their parents. How can I just True. like show up and swerve with my, you know, buy your seven-year-old a Tesla if you can do it. Just absolutely flex. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you like buying gifts? Do you have like a, do you tend to buy gifts for your family and loved ones? I I like the creativity aspect of it. I I. I make it hard for myself because I wait so long to do it. Like after this, I'm going to start looking at shit. I have a good idea of what I want. Okay. But I like the I like the creativity of it. I like trying to get experiences over things unless mm-hmm. I think that the thing is going to be really useful for someone in my family. Yeah. But I, I, I like the just trying to pick out the thing and then making it encompass as many people as possible out of my own laziness where I'm like, I could get, you know, this fucking experience for four people in my family and just wrap it all together (laughs) and one gift. They'll 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 squeeze into the the safari Jeep. It's only for two people, but they'll make it work with four. Yeah. So I I do enjoy the creative aspect. But it's like you and your dad. (laughs) For six cousins, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The, the so yeah i don't know do you like getting the presents or wh- yeah what do you, we we what touched do you on it? this in an older episode but yeah i love gift giving because i love the satisfaction of like getting someone a good gift so i do like gift giving for christmas i feel like since i moved away from family though i like i used to get my parents or my siblings like stuff for christmas now that i moved away i'm like mm. I literally yeah. don't get anybody anything for Christmas except for my partner because we live together and my two best friends. I would like yeah. to get more stuff, but like I'm not made of money, people. If you want me to buy more presents, like subscribe to the Patreon because I can't be out here. This is a dark time. Everything is – the prices are skyrocketing. How could I possibly oh, yeah. get Christmas presents? For yeah, all the people I want. 
you're making it hard for us to be capitalist pigs and there's nothing more I want to do yeah, than do that. So subscribe exactly. to the Supercast. I think it's you also find out who you really like in your family and extended yeah, family like it, once you start, you start spending your own money off. on presents. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, easily cuz when you're younger, you remember when your parents would say sign sign this card for aunt Susie, and your parents would spend the money on it but you feel yeah. like you were giving it to them when you're 12 years old yeah. and they thank you for the gift and then when you're actually funny, spending yeah. your own money it's funny when you're actually spending your own money you're like i don't care about no. aunt Susie. <laughs> and in, that's funny. in hindsight it was funny like my parents are divorced right so like when yeah. you're a kid you literally make your Basically, you make exes buy things for each other because I can't buy shit for for my dad. So now, yeah. now my mom, who probably the last person she wants to buy a gift for is my dad, yeah. her ex. And but she has to because I'm a kid and I don't have real money. So that was always yeah. a treat, too. I'm sure she's glad that's over with. So I'm curious now as an adult with divorced parents, do you do you have to be careful with the gifts that you give each of them because you'll know that they'll talk about it or does it not really matter? Like what do you if, mean, would your mom it? ever like would your mom like if your mom's talking about a present, I don't know if they still talk at all. They, I'm sure they prefer not to. They do communicate. Okay. Like they're civil, they communicate obviously when we yeah. all need to like get together, but no, they're not like calling each other up or or at all. Like texting. if like if you like like if you got your mom a set of baking plates, <laughs> and then you you got your dad, uh, you know, like a new set of solar panels for the house, oh which is just like a thousand times more. Yeah, and your dad mentions the solar panels on the phone, and your mom's like, I got baking utensils like what yeah. the fuck like have you ever had that happen um, or not really no it would always it would for sure be the other way around for one okay <laughs> um my dad like sucked at christmas growing up he was like the worst i he never got me like anything i ever wanted for christmas it was like the worst all the time <laughs> he still doesn't mm. get me anything i ever want for christmas so I honestly, like, no, I don't think he really cares if I get him anything. My mom, I do. Mm. I would like to get more things for, but but yeah. no, they wouldn't you, even chat about that. They would never know. Do you have an example of something that you were expecting or something that you asked from from your dad yeah. and then the, the, versus the actual thing that he got you? Yeah, I don't really remember. I... This is like literally about to, we're about to uh, open a can of Sam's trauma on the pod. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I'm just, just going to spill this all over the place. Yeah. You know, we were shitting in Pringles cans last week. Yeah, and now exactly. we're just opening um, cans of traumatic experiences. I never expected anything from my dad. I never made a Christmas list for my dad. Like, you know, like when you're a kid, you make like a wish list to Santa or whatever. And, but it's really yeah. your, you give it to your parents. And yeah, so I made a list for my mom because I knew my mom would actually like go try and get some of the things. I never, yeah. I didn't expect shit from my dad because he never got anything, but I can definitely 
tell you some of the things like he used to get and like wrap one time Zach, he didn't even like wrap the gifts. He just like left them in like, you know, like the Walmart bag, like a little plastic bag. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he wouldn't even wrap the gifts. And but if he did, um, it would be stuff that like he wanted. So, yeah. so my dad's a bit of a narcissist. <laughs> um, so, so he's just giving you gifts that he knows you don't want. And you're like, I'm going to return it. And he goes, I'll just take it. You know, you're like five years of, old and it's a barbecue. I mean, yeah, he used to get things. <laughs> it would be I would open up like a present and it would be like candy bars that he liked. Like, um, mm. you know, like a Mounds candy bar. It's like. um Yeah. Coconut. Just like a candy bar kid doesn't want. Yeah, like, like no five year olds. Like, can I get mounds? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'd do that <laughs> or like a thing of like nuts. Like it would be the worst. My dad was the worst Christmas. Literally the worst. So yeah, I used yeah. to like hate Christmas there. My mom always did it up the best she could. So that was fine. But yeah, my dad dead ass like wrapped like cans of like food and like jars and nuts. And yeah. maybe the- if I'm lucky, I might get a t-shirt thrown in there. That probably doesn't yeah. fit me. It's probably too big. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for I'm sorry for laughing at your trauma, but the not wrapping, like giving it to no, you in a Walmart yeah, for real. bag, is hilarious. I'm so because for real. at all of these big chains, they always ask you a checkout when it gets closer to Christmas yeah. time. Do you want to spend extra three dollars and wrap oh, no, this? No, no, he's not. Your dad doing was that. just like, no, no, he's not <laughs> just doing give me that. The bag. <laughs> he also one time used like construction paper because we just like had construction paper in the house for like, you know, school projects and not wrapping paper. So then he would just, you know, use that. I have no Uh, fond memories of Christmas um, growing up. So yeah, I don't feel bad about not getting my dad stuff, you know? Yeah, well, that's why, you know, we build fond memories on the the Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa extravaganza. That's, that's right. That's just what we're here well, for. Well, yeah, you I, you said you're like kind of Jewish, but you celebrated Christmas. I'm Jewish. Jewish. Ish. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, like I, I my mom is Catholic and my dad is Jewish and the way that judaism and catholicism are is you are whatever your mom is so i was raised catholic along with my brothers but we always celebrated hanukkah Mm -hmm. yom kippur uh all the major jewish holidays which my dad really didn't care about he went to temple a little when i was younger and i've been to temple probably like close to 100 times with all the bar mitzvahs Mm -hmm. and, and going for holidays but my dad after a certain age he was like i'm good just celebrating christmas and my mom as the catholic one was like no we're gonna make it even it's gonna be 50 okay. 50 you know yeah she easter and yom kippur yeah yeah christmas and high like we're not you know so i feel lucky that we got to celebrate both equally yeah, did you get I, like I have... eight nights of gifts no no i, I know didn't as a get kid any... like everybody wanted to be jewish because it'd be like oh my god you get fucking like a week straight of gifts I, I wanted to be because all my friends, most of my friends in middle school were Jewish before I went to Catholic high school because my town is pretty much 70% Jewish yeah. and 30% Asian. And all my that was like the breakdown of my friends was like 70, 30 Asian mm-hmm. and I was the Catholic one. And so I would go to all these bar mitzvahs. Everyone's turning 13 and their parents are 
throwing this party that's worth like 30 grand and they're getting all these fat checks and like people are getting iPod minis and gift bags. Oh, yeah. And then I turn 13 and I get confirmed and I have like a small <laughs> dinner at mm-hmm. an okay Italian restaurant and an all you can eat buffet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at my Jewish friends and I'm like, but like, I, I feel really lucky because I, I did have, uh, I, I did get good presents on Christmas, but when everyone around you is Jewish and they're getting eight yeah. nights of presents mm-hmm. and day one, your friend calls you and he's like, I just got Grand Theft Auto. And the second night yeah. I got like a PS2. And you have to wait until and then Christmas the- and you're probably not even going to get it. Yeah, and and when when your when your friends' parents are leading with Grand Theft Auto and PS2, yeah, it's always a buildup. Okay, I'm like, what are they getting on night seven? Like, because wow. like, you don't want to flame out. So I know it's so like I would be jealous of that. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, there were I, I think this is what my parents would have done if they were going to give me a PS2. For Christmas, if I was Jewish, they would have been like, all right, night one, here's one controller. And then <laughs> on night two, here's another controller. Like, here's an night HDMI three, here's cord. The H- <laughs> <laughs> night three, here's the H. So like, I don't, I don't think my parents would have changed anything. It just would have been like the layout would have been yeah. different. But yeah, I th- that was kind of how I grew up, which is celebrating both holidays, but getting presents for just, you know, christmas basically yeah. and then sometimes easter but that was pretty much it what's the which best great. chris like do you have a memory of the best christmas gift you ever got or hanukkah gift or just holiday gift the most excited i've ever been for a christmas gift was getting a gamecube nice that was that was before i i think that was the first legit game system i'd ever had i i had a game boy before that Mm -hmm. and i think gamecube was before ps2 and Mm -hmm. that came out with monkey ball ssx tricky nfl street so i got the starter pack that's my jam i fucking loved it and i played that must have been 24 hours straight i I remember trying to like turn the lights off downstairs to make my mom think I I would like make some noise upstairs by my room to make her think I was getting ready to bed (laughs) yeah and then then I would sneak down down as creep down (laughs) in the dark yeah and turn on the GameCube and Mm -hmm. like close the door so the light of the GameCube didn't come out into the hallway yeah and my mom would catch me every time but yeah I must have played a hundred hours in the first week that's amazing. I I had a PlayStation 2. I wasn't I had a Game Boy, then I had PlayStation 1, I had PlayStation 2, but I had an older brother. So I don't think that those gifts were mine. I think I just like ended up playing with them. I do remember yeah. as I got older, I got a Wii. And you know, Wii mm. was the shit back in what like what was that? Middle school, high school for us, somewhere yeah, around there. Like, must have been like seventh or eighth grade, maybe ninth yeah. grade around yeah. there. Yeah. So I was pretty lit about about that. That was probably one of my favorites at the time. Yeah. The the getting your first game system to yourself is a huge childhood experience. Like not having to share, and I still shared it with my brothers because my younger brother's two years younger than me and my older brother's eight years older than me. So it was gotcha. a similar situation yeah. where he, my older brother would get the Xbox or the PS2 and then it would just be in his room so I could play it when he wasn't playing. But then the GameCube was the first one where my parents were like, 
this is yours and your younger brothers. This can go in your guy's room. And I was like, fucking sick. Are you ever curious about like what went on with your parents that they had a child and then no more for eight years and then you came along? Like, was your eldest sibling maybe an accident or? (laughs) So my mom, that's what I thought. That's quite an age gap. That's what I thought. I grew up thinking, you know, my older brother was probably an accident or maybe uh, they can't have two, I was an accident. But, but then you have another, you have a little brother. So you, I, that's why I'm thinking like the older brother would have to be the surprise. So what actually happened is my parents had my older brother and then in between me and my older brother, my mom had a miscarriage. Oh, so I think okay. I was supposed is, to have a sister. I didn't mean to unpack. Now look, we're just unpacking trauma. Let's. Uh, we're getting well, you guys is, ready for the holiday season when you all go home to your family and trauma will yeah. inevitably be unpacked. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for making me think about my dead yeah. ghost sister that I never met and never will. But, yeah. you know, hopefully she's floating around up there yeah. with her own GameCube. Yeah, but, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, I thought my older brother was a mistake for a long time. And then I learned that. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, in because then but then I would have been the last one, probably because my parents always said they wanted to have three. Yeah. So I wouldn't have had my younger brother mm-hmm. so i couldn't imagine if i grew up and had an older sister and didn't have a younger brother like that that would have been yeah insane it's the way it was meant to be i guess yeah i feel i mean yeah. i was planned i was i was the final one though and i'm so grateful i would hate to have a younger sibling yeah it's it's a good time it's you know you get to you, you get to like experience things and then pass it on as you're like as if you're a wise elder yeah but you're only two years older i i remember like i'm nine and my brother's seven and a half because it's not a full two years it's like you don't get it 18 months you will yeah and i just i just be like on the patio on the backyard steps explaining (laughs) to him how the best way to throw a wiffle ball is yeah and i'm just like do it doing it as if i just did ayahuasca and i'm like yeah. an 80 year old shaman yeah just like imparting wisdom and i'm nine <laughs> that's me now but with my older siblings that's me as a yeah. younger sibling i'm like let me teach you something <laughs> you do have a lot of wisdom thank well, you well what do you te- teach me about your experience seeing the barbie movie yeah i know you said you just saw it i uh-huh. saw it a while ago when it was in theaters yeah but it's fresher on your mind so Yes. Impart me some wisdom on your Barbie going experience. Yeah. Well, I wanted to watch it when it came out in theaters, but I was in Europe on vacation when it came out. And then like, then it's like all the spoilers are coming out. And I, so I just never got around to seeing it. Also going to the movies is like, honestly, for you and your partner, you're spending like a hundred dollars, you know? So I just wasn't in the place. So I said, I'll wait. Yeah. And I waited and I waited <laughs> and I waited almost three months. Um, and then I saw that it came to HBO. So I was like, okay, let me watch this. So my partner and I watched it oh, yeah. last night. I'll say ahead of time, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Gosling. That's, As am I. That's my guy. Like, that's like, I, I don't know. I just love the man. Like, that's my one guy. <laughs> yeah. The holy grail Quick. of men to me. Quick, quick question, because we could both answer this equivocally because yeah. 
you okay so t- tell tell me this okay as a lesbian yeah and i'll answer as a straight guy yeah. does ryan gosling's looks cross the boundary of sexuality for you do you look at him and go as a human being he's so hot that sexuality does not matter yeah it's just that is a hot piece of ass he's definitely like objectively very attractive so and i've always thought that i but honestly i think what it is for me is like i wish i was ryan gosling (laughs) <laughs> that's okay, more of what so you, it is i'm like i want to be him not gotcha. be on him i want to be him what about yeah. you <laughs> if i could be in him and on him at the same time that'd be awesome be him, right yeah I, the trifecta i mean talk about the father son and holy spirit if yeah. you did that ryan gosling you know inside outside and on top and mm-hmm. you know i i think i i I see Ryan Gosling and there are I feel like every, every straight guy says this where they're like oh they're just like you know I'm I'm so straight I even Ryan Gosling you know no I would never I wouldn't do it like not even okay. Hugh Jackman Ryan Gosling like insert x celebrity good looking I feel like no one I, I don't like to live in a world of absolutes mm-hmm. so like i don't think anyone's a hundred percent gay or a hundred percent straight <laughs> yeah i think like if you think you're a hundred percent straight you've never you've just haven't seen the person yet that you would want to stick your toe in the water with <laughs> oh i thought I, I, you were I, sticking your toe elsewhere i was like oh well, okay <laughs> <laughs> well, the water is where my right toe goes, and okay. then the left toe is reserved for uh, uh, deeper and yeah. darker waters. Gotcha. But I think I would put Ryan Gosling in that category where it's like he's he's at the precipice of guys who are ninety nine point eight percent straight that are looking, you know, they're just like maybe midlife crisis or they're looking to switch them, switch something up. Yeah. And the introduction to them exploring their sexuality is like, I think Ryan Gosling is hot as fuck. And yeah, I, I don't, I don't feel sexually attracted, but I feel like he's just a beautiful in the right time, specimen <laughs> in the right place. <laughs> yeah. Give, give me a Bud Light and a half. And yeah. anything can happen, you know, especially yeah. in the morning because I intermittent fast. So I'm on an empty stomach. So one and a half beers, it's like you're feeling it a little bit. You never you know can what can happen. Let some magic happen. I yeah. yeah, I don't think I could have any form of intercourse with Ryan Gosling. But who's to say? I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know if there's any guy. I don't think like it would be. I think Ryan Gosling, I just like, yeah, I'm like, it'd be cool if I had been born Ryan Gosling instead of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any. I'm trying to think of like, is there any celebrity guy? Because he is like my my favorite celebrity guy. But I'm like, is there any guy that I'm like, mm, maybe I'd get like sexually curious about? But like, I'd be cool yeah, to like, like watch. Like, I would be fine. Seeing him in the nude would be a treat. But do I want yeah. to go beyond that? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Where it's like 
there's this thing before attraction where it's someone so beautiful Mm -hmm. that you just want to look at them. Yeah. And that applies to men and women where there's just certain there's just a certain level where it's almost like looking at a a a statue in a museum or like a painting Mm -hmm. where you're just like you're so hot you're so just aesthetically pleasing Mm -hmm. that this is not the primal urge of I want to mate with you this is something different this is like a peasant recognizing beauty. That's the way I would put it. <laughs> exactly. With, with Ryan yeah. Gosling. Like, I, like it, it's the same way, you know, almost like a sunset. Like, I, I don't look at the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen. And I'm like, oh, I want to be inside the fucking sun. <laughs> I want to stick my sunset. Cu-. But I'm like, I can't look away. I can't, I can't look yeah. away. Like, I, I'm trying. It's beautiful. I've been here for 45 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's the way. Mm-hmm. I... I agree. I also felt like the counterpart in this film, I, I feel maybe a little bit differently about. A big fan of Margot Robbie <laughs> as well. Um, she's gorgeous and honestly a perfect Barbie, I must say. Yeah. I was like, you you really are like the perfect Barbie. So yeah, yeah I got around to watching the film. We watched the whole thing. I, because I waited so long, I knew that it was kind of like a musical. Like there was, I mean, is it classified as a musical? It's got to be classified as a musical, right? I mean, Ken is up there singing, dancing. Towards the end, yeah. I don't know if it's more classified as a musical or a comedy. Um, it, It could be, it's not a comedy, right? It was funny. But yeah. what the hell? I mean, we got to ask Greta Gerwig herself because she's. I mean, there are there are there are weird classifications. The Martian was classified as a comedy one that's year. I'm like, true. how the fuck is a Martian? So who knows? But I I actually felt I felt a little differently about the Barbie movie. And by the way, I just want to say that that shows that there's no absolutes with sexuality because I'm a straight guy and I'm in a film that Margot Robbie is in one of the hottest women of all time. I opened up my opinion by going on a 10 minute rant about how hot <laughs> Ryan Gosling yeah. is. So, we, you know, hey, nothing, we're nothing's... objectifying men on this podcast, not yeah, women. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I will say Margot Robbie I'm much more into like, I'm more attracted to her in a role like, Wolf of Wall Street or I Tanya, where she's more trashy. Like I don't oh, know. Oh, like, okay. To me, you like the trashy like, vibes. Like the she's still hot as shit. And Bar, don't get me wrong. Like I, I do it. You wanted her to be trashy, Barbie. Tra- yeah, like Kate McKinnon. I love turning me on more Barbie. than Barbie. Yeah. I was, I <laughs> no, was like, me this, too, this, dude. I was like yeah. halfway through the movie. I was like, I love weird Barbie. <laughs> weird Barbie's <Yeah>. my Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you, you'd have a great night with Margot Robbie as Barbie, but you would tell your friends for the rest of your life the night you had with absolutely. Kate that, that would, that would be just unreal. Yeah, um, agreed. But, but in in terms of the the my reaction to the movie, I actually felt that Margot Robbie was a, you know, she's of course great actress, one of my favorite, a good Barbie. I thought after all of the buildup to the Barbie movie where it's, I'm just like hearing about, you know, like this is, uh, you know, Margot Robbie's in it. Like she's incredible. She's like billed as Barbie. People are saying, you know, it's going to be like this iconic feminist movie. And it did have a lot of feminism undertones and things like that. 
I walked out of that movie thinking that Ryan Gosling stole the show. Like Margot Robbie played Barbie and Ryan Gosling became Ken. I, I yeah. think that other other people maybe could have stepped in and played Barbie in the same range as Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone could have played Ken as well as Ryan Gosling. I think it was almost like a Heath Ledger Joker situation yeah. where I can't imagine anyone else stepping into that role. I agree with you. A lot of people prior to its release were very anti Ryan Gosling for Ken, perhaps because, you know, he is getting a little bit, I mean, he looks fantastic, but he's getting on the older side. So I think people were apprehensive, but Ryan Gosling has been in the game since the Mickey Mouse Club. Like he's been in the game. If you don't know this, people like Ryan Gosling and Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears, when they were kids, were like all in the same circle, like on Mickey Mouse Club, acting, singing, dancing. So he's been in this kind of like dancing, performing game for a while. He did La La Land prior to Barbie, which is also like a musical. He's meant for this. And that was like my greatest takeaway from the film was genuinely how cool it was to see the actors like do all of that and I agree in you saying that like Ryan Gosling kind of like ate up that film because he really did he put his whole bussy in that film I mean he was singing he was dancing yeah Yeah, it was he just ate it up so I do agree in that sense that like he did kind of overpower but Margot Margot when she gets like emotional kind of through the movie you know that was touching to me I I was yeah I she sold that to me for sure yeah the end scene with Billie Eilish that that song playing in the background great song great yeah Margot Robbie crying as Barbie yeah I I not to take away anything from Margot Robbie I just I just think that no matter who played Barbie the three words that people are going to remember from that movie a hundred years from now I'm are just I'm just Ken. Yeah, exactly. I'm just Ken. Yeah. Anywhere else I'd be a 10. I walked out. That's how I, I feel that about existing in this world, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm just Ken. Anywhere else, I'd be a 10. But instead, you I'm here. I'm, I get hate crimed every now and then, you know, just living this life. You're still, you're still a 10, though. Wow, you know, thank when, you. You know. When when people are spewing that hate, you know, it's just because they're threes and anywhere else they'd be a two. Yeah. I'm just and like like Barbie. You, that's all. Just yeah. <laughs> wake up. hundred <people>. percent. <laughs> yeah. What so what what did you um I was gonna say do you think that the movie I don't know, there there was a lot of hate about the movie and I purposely tried to not watch anything Mm -hmm. leading up to it. I saw a couple headlines inevitably because as we're looking through shit for the podcast, I see like, you know, Ben Shapiro rants about the Barbie movie. Yeah. I'm sure he did. Just like um and just just like things from both sides where I'm like, uh I should probably just like go in with a clear head. I don't want someone else's opinion. And after I finished the movie, I was like, what is there to hate about it? You know, the there it didn't really strike me as a ultra feminist movie like people tried to paint it or mm-hmm. like other 
you know, talking points from the right yeah. and the left. Like it really just seemed pretty straightforward where Barbie was just bopping around doing her thing. <laughs> she gets into the real world mm-hmm. and she finds out, you know, guys the run patriarchy. it. And then, <laughs> and then Ken tries to fit in and he finds out, you know, you can't just ride a horse and become the CEO of, of Lehman Brothers, even though he'd probably be a better CEO because Lehman Brothers went under during the financial crisis. So that's not a good example. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just thought it was it was wholesome. It had it was really funny in parts. Uh, I think Ryan Gosling, again, just on un- unironically, I listen to I'm Just Ken just sometimes in the morning or when I'm just working out, going. I'll throw it on. Just get it's such a good song. And Mark Ronson wrote it, who yep. writes with Lady Gaga, like Legend, just Amy Winehouse, made it an absolute banger. Yeah, it's like it's like a banger. And I think that Ryan Gosling, if you're judging on what makes best actor and you forget about like the person in real life and that you just see them as the character, I think Ryan Gosling should legitimately be in the running for best actor for mm-hmm. playing Ken. Yeah, I agree. When When is the Oscars, though? Because sometimes when is the 2024 Oscars? Because sometimes I, I when they're they... usually in February. OK. It's in March. Okay, that's good. So it March, is going to yeah. make an Oscar run. Because sometimes films that come out, like if the Oscars is going to be in March and the film comes out like in June and it has all the yeah. way to March until the Oscars, like it won't be in the Oscar run because yeah. it's like so far. It's just our attention spans. Like it needs to come out within like six months of the Oscars. So yeah, no, I I would say that probably Margot and Ryan will be up for Oscars and Greta Gerwig, yeah. the director, absolutely. Yeah, it it was it was a good movie. I I think the so they did this with the Golden Globes. I don't know if they'll do this with the Oscars, but I saw that they started a category for best film that affects pop culture. Hmm. So oh. like a lot of the films, okay. like you usually the the you know the films that. Uh, are up for best picture of the year you know you got to have a suicide you throw in a disability in there you you mix it together the whale basically like stir it yeah (laughs) yeah you stir you're basically stirring a pot of like all these buzz points yeah and those are usually all of the movies up for best picture so the golden globes made a best category for movies that are you know basically like lighting pop culture on fire which barbie would be in so mm-hmm. i think that if you're looking at the difficulty of the role and you take something like being ken where yeah. you have to dance sing, yes. get to four percent body went full fat broadway on that oh a hundred percent and so i so i think that should be in there regardless of the the, the categories like just best role uh best actor yeah. or best uh movie for sure and i would love that for ryan gosling to have an oscar that would make me so proud because i don't think he has one it's kind of like leonardo like leonardo dicaprio it took like so long when he honestly deserved one prior like when he was a kid for even like what's yeah. eating gilbert grape or something but yeah. but yeah my overall opinion on the film was it was good it was funny I, I, yeah, I mean, I get maybe people like Ben Shapiro having some opinions about it. Um, but, but really yeah. it was just like, I mean, the plot is just like Barbie goes to the real world. The real world is obviously meant for men, which like, 
Open your eyes, people. I mean, let's just take a look around. <laughs> I think yeah. the world still might be largely designed for men. Um, and yeah, that that's just kind of what it was. So I yeah. I don't think it was that big of a statement, but I love like telling the story. Yeah. And even even on the other side too, where you have people ranting, you know, this is this is a feminist masterpiece. Like this is finally, this is a movie like giving women its place. I watched the movie and I'm like, like both of them kind of get shit on in the movie. Like Barbie goes in the real world and she gets cat called and like all that shit. And yeah. then Ken is basically told like, you're just a handsome idiot. Like you yeah. can't actually do like, anything. You, you have literally no have no skills. <laughs> yeah. Like you, like you can't just be a man and go to the top. Like you have to at least put in some work to do yeah. it so i left the movie going like i don't really because i watched some of the reactions after and i'm like if you just watch that as a movie i didn't leave it going you know this is a piece of feminist yeah. garbage fire yeah, yeah, or yeah. like this is an ultra feminist movie i was just like this is just a pretty you know, like a quality movie with quality actors and it was fun I agree. I see what it's doing, obviously. And I do feel like I know some women that saw it and then like teared up at the end and like really felt it. I personally didn't, but I don't know if maybe like it has something to do with like, I'm already not like your average girl. So I... I've been feeling, I know I'm, I'm a different Barbie. I am next level weird Barbie. So I just think maybe for me, like life's already been hard, like, you know, and I've never been out here trying to like fit in. I mean, when I was a kid, sure. But as an adult, I just, there's no option for me (laughs) to fit in. Like I'm not. That's the best option. Yeah. So it just is what it is. You make your own path. I think maybe other women like really felt it more feminine women, more just heteronormative women felt it a little bit deeper because they probably try to fit in these boxes more often. For me, I'm already outside of the box. So I wasn't fully touched by the movie in that way. So, yeah. you know, maybe I just can't. Maybe you and I just can't, like, maybe we just don't get it fully. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> it seems like me and you yeah, kind of have I, similar opinions on it. Yeah. No, I, I needed a weird Ken to offset the weird Barbie. So yeah. I could be like, oh, there, there I am. There. <laughs> I loved yeah. Alan. Yeah. Yeah. There there we go. Um. So... Speaking of yeah, let's get into some musical, some some stories. Yeah, and you know, don't get fooled. You know, this is a Christmas episode. It was an absolute gift. The the Barbie rant that we just went on. So it's still also, Christmas themed. Yeah, we're watch it. You. It's on HBO. Yeah, you can watch it. This give a gift to season. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of musical stuff, so this is this is less of a story, more of an observation that I've been making over the past couple of weeks. So. As I've been doing some absent-minded stuff like editing or just answering emails that I don't really have to pay 100% attention to, I've been listening to Christmas music in the background. Mm -hmm. And I go on Spotify and I just typed in, you know, Christmas playlist and then it recommends the playlist. And these are just regular Christmas playlist, nothing like I didn't type in sexy Christmas playlist. I didn't type in family (laughs) Christmas playlist. It's just like this was a playlist that your aunt would get when mm-hmm. 
she types in Christmas to Spotify and then you put it on and, you know, everyone from five to 65 years old is listening to it at the same time. So I'm listening to some of these songs in the background and I'm starting to pay attention to some of the lyrics. Oh, and yeah. I realized the genre of sexy Christmas music that gets passed off into the regular Christmas playlist. Like yeah. there's a lot of sexy Christmas songs that get trafficked into just like these wholesome Christmas playlists that kind of fly under the radar. And so I wanted to sort of walk through a timeline of how the lyrics have gotten raunchier and raunchier through a few songs that I've picked out. Yeah. So first we have Mariah Carey's, of course, All I Want for Christmas. This is in the year 1994. So this is almost 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics, just a portion of uh, this song, of course, everyone already knows this already. She says, I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. Yeah. And so you get like a little bit of insinuation. She's like saying it. She's obviously singing it way more sexy than I am in the song. But like you get the idea. It's like you're the present for Christmas. It's it's very it's not she's not directly saying, you know, let's, you know, mm-hmm. just bang bussies under the <laughs> Christmas tree. It's, yeah. it's like insinuated, you know, and then let's fast forward 20 years. You have Ariana Grande, Santa, tell me. I love that song. So the, Banger. It is a banger. And so the lyrics go, oh, I want to have him beside me. Like, oh, 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 on the 25th by that fireplace. Oh, 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 but I don't want a new broken heart. This year I've got to be smart. Ooh, baby. And so (laughs) you get like a little bit more sexiness. Mm -hmm. You get a little bit more of insinuation of like, all right, like this, this is going to go down. We're in the holiday spirit, but I'm also feeling your spirit and and we'll see where this goes. Uh, and this is the the last one I picked out from 2022. Again, these are all just on like generic Christmas playlists. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Sabrina Carpenter, A Nonsense Christmas, 2022. Mm-hmm. Snowflakes in my stomach when we're kissing. Right. When you're coming down the ch- when you're coming down the chimney. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, I need that, tr- Sabrina. I need that. Yeah, she says, when you're coming down the chimney, oh, it feels so good. I need that Charles Dickens. <laughs> I love that. And Very there's more. <laughs> I'm talking opposite of small. I'm talking big snowballs. Hell yeah. You got you got a new toy for me. I'm out here trimming tree. Oh, so- <laughs> yes. Yes, girl. <laughs> so these are all like... They're all three on the same playlist. Like, again, if you're just like a grandma that's looking on Spotify, like, what are the kids listening? And you just play this. <laughs> they wouldn't even you kind know. Of lose, yeah, you kind of lose track of the lyrics because it's just yeah. background music. But then when you actually listen to it, you're like, there are Wait, levels to this to naughty music. Penis right now. Yeah, ex- exactly. So it's, it's going from like 1994, all I want for Christmas of like, oh, you're the one for me, you know, that's I'll leave it at that. Then Ariana Grande is like, all right, you're the one for me. But like, let's also become one for each other. And we'll you know, we're not going to get into details. Yeah. And then Sabrina Carpenter's full on like, I'm shaving my give pussy. My, my pussy is the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, Give me your snowballs. <laughs> Fill me up like Charles Dickens and come in my chimney. 
Yeah. And this is just like playing. I like kids are opening wow. presents. On I can't Christmas wait. I'm going to I'm background. definitely going to go put that on <laughs> when we finish this yeah. podcast. It's funny that you brought this up because I recently saw a song. Uh, it's a rendition of Baby It's Cold Outside. Um, which I'm pretty sure, let me look up the original lyrics because I think the original lyrics are a little bit suggestive where Mm. it's basically, let's see, original lyrics. Yeah. So it's basically a little bit suggestive of like, she's like, oh, I can't stay. He's like, oh, but stay. Like, it's cold outside, baby. Like, and it's kind of, it's like, the the song itself is a little bit non-consensual vibes you know what i'm saying oh yeah so then there's this newer rendition with kelly clarkson and john legend and basically the whole song i'll read some of the lyrics but the whole song basically takes that original but like consistently is like don't worry we consent we're adults don't worry. <laughs> so yeah. here's here's some uh, lyrics. Um, and it, it kind of, I'll say a sentence, like, I really can't stay. That's Kelly Clarkson. And then he goes, yeah. baby, it's cold outside. That's John Legend. Um, so it's, I really can't stay. I've got to go away. He's like, oh, I can call you, but I can call you a ride. Um, my mom will start to worry. I'll call the car and tell him to hurry. My daddy will be mm. pacing the floor. Wait, what are you still living at home for? <laughs> so really, <laughs> I'd better scurry. Your driver, his name is Murray. But maybe just a half drink more. Oh, we're both adults. So who's keeping score? What will my friends yeah. think? <laughs> I think they should yeah. rejoice. So basically the whole song is just her being like, mm, I don't know. Mm, I'm not sure. Maybe I should go home. Like, I'm not sure if I'm feeling it. He's like, we're adults. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's let's fuck. Yeah. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. It would be a better song if they said if those were the lyrics. Like, let's fuck, let's go, let's stop. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's worse. Gotta if you keep sort it kosher. Of- Gotta keep it kosher, Zach. I so I think like if you have songs that were just made in a different time, mm-hmm. I think it's like yeah, this dude was born in 1892. Whoever wrote this song and it, what yeah. it came out in what like the 30s or something. Yeah. So like, women didn't have jobs <laughs> when the guy was writing. <laughs> they had this nowhere song. else to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, he, yeah. He was like, what? Like it's cold outside. Like where? <laughs> Like, what do you have to do? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Where where could you possibly have? So I just think, like, just let the let the song just be yeah. out there and then just write a new song. Like, write write a, a song that's not try- – because it gets a little weird when you try to take something that was made 100 years ago and then you try to input 2023 morality on top of it where it's exactly. like, just like, make something completely yeah. new. Like, just make it new yes. from scratch. That's what yeah. I like. So when you brought up Ariana Grande's album, that she has a couple songs that are, like, renditions of old ones. And that came out, like, what? Like, honestly, like, 2016 or something. It's kind of an older album. Yeah. But, yeah, I like I like when artists make a new Christmas song. And it's 
good. Yeah. So she did that really good. But I have to say, I mean, this baby, it's cold outside rendition. I kind of like because it's it's like still just as weird. But they're like, oh, but yeah. they have to really announce. So like, I did try to call her an Uber. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did yeah. call her an Uber. <laughs> you all um, saw it. You all saw it. That's like an ad lib an, an ad- in the background, John Legend's like, you all saw it. Yeah. No, basically, that that's that's Uber. what it is. <laughs> that's, that's in the lyrics, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm down with the Christmas music. I'm a big fan of holiday music and honestly the weirder the better for me because it it, that's part of the holiday spirit is getting a little weird yeah getting a little weird and i i just want to say i i'm a fan of the the sexy christmas music i think a lot of them are bops Mm -hmm. and i think i think it's just funny that it's on a playlist with jingle bells and then all of a sudden you're shuffling and it shuffles and it's like Give me your big snowballs. And if <laughs> I could just picture like a five-year-old just hearing that and then they're no just idea. repeating it, not knowing what it is. Yeah. Like big snowballs, mommy. Are you going to trim your tree this year? And she's like, what the fuck? What yeah. Is he, how does he uh, know about Manscaped? Yeah. Um, More power yeah. to the Christmas music. The raunchier, the better. Yeah. Just an observation that it's just getting by 2030. Like, I I honestly don't know where Christmas music will be. Like, I, yeah. I, try, I tried to imagine a verse from 2030, mm-hmm. and this is what I came up with. If, if Christmas music continues to get raunchier and raunchier. Okay. I wrote, turn that frown upside down. Santa's coming all over your town. Your dad <laughs> likes to watch as Santa takes your mom to pound town. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out she's a squirter. What Mrs. Claus doesn't know won't hurt her unless she wants to join and stay for the ultimate Merry Christmas four-way. And so that's my addition. That's good. like if any songwriters, if Mark Ronson listens to this podcast and you're like, oh, I got a melody for that, Dunnach, squirter, hit us up and yeah. you know, we'll, we'll write I something. I can't wait. Like, going to have to throw some, uh, <laughs> um, why am I uh, for non-copyright <laughs> Christmas music over that and make our own? We could yeah. make our own Christmas song. What are we waiting on, Zach? Yeah. We just yeah, I just stop. came up with this now, but we we could. <laughs> yeah, we we should. I I think we we got to we got to say all right, stop stop remixing these 100-year-old rape songs and just lean That's into right. the freak consensual just mm-hmm. like just just the raunchiest consensual shit that you can come up with in your own twisted mind i want to hear that i i, I don't want to hear like these safe ad libs in century yeah. century year old out of touch songs i, I want to hear John Legend, like, stop. You know, you know, people are going to love this. You know, it's going to be easy. You know, it's going to be safe. Like, people will be like, oh, you're such a good person for remixing this song and making it more palatable. Like, no. Tell me how you would screw Mrs. Claus if you're John Legend. I want to hear in detail if, you know, Chrissy, is it Chrissy Teigen? I I want to hear you tell me. I want to hear you tell me just how it goes down on Christmas when the kids are away and the presents are done and you got one more present to unwrap. Tell me how it goes, John Legend. Just give me me an inside scoop. Whatever happened to just like making something like rated R? 
you know, or like adult yeah. rated. Why can't we do that more often? Instead ads, of everything probably. PG. Pro- probably ads or reach. You just get more money when everyone yeah. listens to it. Especially for Christmas. Like, yeah. But there are ways to make this stuff funny and raunchy, but also tasteful. There are so many holiday movies that are actually so funny and adult, but yeah, like kids watch them and I have like no idea what's going on. You know, there's ways to do that. That's we pa- need to up the creativity. That's the part of the fun of being an adult is revisiting movies that you watched when you were 10 and you're just like, how did I miss that? Like all these sexual innuendos. Yeah. That to me, I agree. That's true art is when you can make something that everyone can enjoy, but it's not corny for the adults. Mm-hmm. I think that I think Andy Warhol said art is getting away with it. Yeah. So if you make something and yeah. people are like clearly offended, that's you know, maybe it could be good or maybe that's just a sign that you didn't do it as well as you thought. Yeah. You did it. You didn't get away with it. If you made it better, less people would probably be pissed. I think that's true, actually. Like, so I agree with that. Um, While people are creating their holiday music, listening to their holiday music, maybe said holiday music is getting, you know, your parents a little riled up. Uh, Mimo and Papa are getting a little horny. You never know. Mm. I just wanted oh, to yeah. announce a PSA that hit me with it. Um, holiday season is the biggest time for holiday heart attacks. Like this is, ah. there's a huge uptick in heart attacks on like Christmas Eve and around Christmas. So there's a 37 percent increase in heart attacks on Christmas Eve. And wow. Christmas Day and the day after Christmas are the two heart attack holidays of the year. So mm. it's about, I mean, That's just crazy. everybody say say I love you to your family because you never know who's dropping dead this, this year. So be careful. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good excuse to not get your family a too exciting of a present, like to not spend that much money. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I didn't want you to get too you excited might and your heart to give out. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought your heart was going to give out mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. So I gave you this crappy president yeah. said out of the kindness of my heart. Yeah, and this news comes from the American Heart Association. They say there are more cardiac deaths on Christmas Day than any other day of the year. So this is serious, people. You need to watch your gift giving. Watch your Christmas snacking as well. Because I think what the the American, what was it? The American Heart Association. um, They're saying like it's a a lot about like, I guess, routine upset. Like, of course, you're being a little bit more lazy on the holidays. There's football. You might be jumping up and down watching TV, hooting and hollering. You're eating. Yeah. All you're doing is eating and drinking, usually. Yeah. Um. They, so yeah, there's a lot of salt in like everything they, we eat. Yeah, and th- there's a lot of nap time during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how many people just pass away in their sleep. Like Grandpa dies on the couch and has a heart <laughs> the attack. The lazy boy. Yeah. And, and he's he's been dead for four hours before mm-hmm. anyone realizes. I I I wonder what the percentages of 
people that just die after just an insanely huge Christmas dinner and just slowly slip away while Home Alone 2 is playing in the background. Mm. Yeah, no, and I was also thinking that, you know, there's this thing uh, that men, like, can die while, like, older men, they die while having sex because, like, Mm. they're getting a lot of cardio that their heart isn't used to anymore. And so I'm just wondering if we're playing this horny holiday music and then like maybe it's all linked. You know, the horn these songs are killing people. These horny holiday songs that grandpa's listening to, getting all sauced up. And now he's he him and grandma are going to freaking town and they're they're having heart attacks. Yeah. I I think, you know, I think you're exactly right. I think when you have things playing in the background where grandma and grandpa are looking into each other's eyes and grandma's like, there's snowflakes in my stomach when we're kissing yeah. and grandpa's like, I I'll put something that else tree in your stomach in if you years. want. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine with me. I'll I'll take you right now in the bathroom if, that's you, if, right. you, if you really want to do this. <laughs> and combine that with blue, tru- blue chew and Viagra and like all these things that have essentially yeah. let you fuck until the moment that you die. Right. That's a perfect recipe for just going out with a bang, literally, on Christmas Day. Yeah. So I'm just letting everybody know now, like, just say I love you to your family. You never know. This Christmas season could be the last. Sorry yeah. to get uh, dark. But know that potentially they could go out on the highest note possible. Yeah. I, and look, I'm 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 just wondering because there are more and more people like you see these holiday videos where people are making TikToks of getting presents or their dinners and stuff like that. I'm just wondering with more people becoming influencers and posting videos on the holidays, if they're gonna catch someone just dropping the floor in the background, like where a mom influencer is like showing the spread of Christmas dinner. And then in the corner, you see the moment where grandpa just like clutches his chest and drops. And it's just like, you now have all of this video content, um, you know, of of people just not being able to to handle it in their old age, just the food and the Mm -hmm. Cialis combined. And now you have it all on camera. It's definitely a possibility. I think we get more and more of that when it's like, we might not catch the death on camera, but we at least see like the buildup because we're seeing the full holiday food spread. We're seeing Papa yell at the TV because his football team's losing by two scores. Like you're seeing the buildup. Yeah. And then all the next thing you know, there's there's the obituary coming in. And we're like, yeah. we saw it. I, I told you. Yeah. A- after this PSA, now at... It- Christmas dinner, every time I see a person over the age of 60 cough, I'm just going to be like, this is it. <laughs> this this, <laughs> no, this it, is what they're yeah, talking about. <laughs> it was shocking news. I didn't I didn't know that like Christmas Day was like the biggest heart attack day of the year. So I, yeah. I was shocked. I thought, all right, I better let somebody else know. I mean, God forbid, we don't want yeah. it to be a surprise. You should be on the yeah. lookout for this stuff. I mean, if you're past a certain age, it's like, why even try to limit the dinner? Why just not, if you're going to go out with a bang, 
eat seven slices of pumpkin pie. Finish the Christmas ham. <laughs> eat the is seven slices potatoes. not 90% of the pie? Because wouldn't you think that like is. isn't a pie like eight slices usually? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that you're and you're leaving one for the eleven yeah, you don't other be relatives. Rude. Yeah, you gotta leave table. one. <laughs> yeah, let the let them fight it. You'll be dead. Let them fight exactly. over it. You'll 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 be slipping into a food coma. Your heart will have already given out while, you know, people are worrying about you. They won't even notice that there's only one slice of pumpkin pie left. So Right, it, it'll be not gonna blame you know you're, you. you're out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you might as well gorge. You you don't want to <laughs> go out on an empty stomach. You don't yeah. want to. You don't want to be going out with half a pumpkin pie slice on your plate. Right. You, you like when you really wanted it. If you if you really wanted the whole pumpkin pie. Yeah. Just just allow yourself that treat. If you're planning you, your you, exit of the planet, you know. Yeah. That is. And <laughs> and yeah. And and you want to time it. You there's always that moment where you're on the couch after Thanksgiving dinner, after Christmas dinner. You're so goddamn full, and you recline back, and you just think, "Kill me!" Like I can't imagine recovering from this meal. And mm-hmm. then if you're 85 years old and you have that thought, and God listens, what a better way to go out than just with a full stomach? Like you had food. full control. You yeah. basically planned it. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So thank you for that PSA. Of I, I think if, if you know we have people of all ages listening to this podcast, if if you're up there or you have a heart condition and you're like, all right, where am I on the spectrum? Am I savable? Yeah. And I should watch what I eat or I'm past, past the point yeah. of no return. Let me make sure. <laughs> Christmas could be your lucky it. day. I, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want to spend next Christmas in the hospital. I, I want to just flick my life off mm-hmm. like a pumpkin pie switch. I just want to go from right. happy and jolly and full to darkness. And that's the best way to do it. Go out so, with a bang. And may yeah, you rest 100%. in peace. Yeah, throw some Cialis in there. Bang, you know, just get Donate your life savings time. to us. Yeah. Do that all, before you die. Fidelity. <laughs> Yeah. Your fidelity lot. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um could could you imagine if like your grandpa comes up to you when you're thirteen years old and he's like, Look, I'm not making a pass tonight. Do you want four hundred thousand dollars? And would you're love just that. like, What Grant? You're just like twelve years old. And he's just like, Look, I just set you up a Chase account. I know your parents haven't set you up with one yet because you're twelve, but here's four hundred thousand dollars. Use it well. I'm going to go in the bathroom and fuck your grandma one last time and then I'm out of here. And you're just like, my God. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can spare me that detail, but I'll take the money. (laughs) But and you'd be grateful. You'd look back on it and be like, thank God grandma set me up or grandpa and grandpa set me up a checking account. And now I have no student loans and I'm good to go. That's right. I would be blessed. Blessed be. Yeah. So. So speaking of dying, speaking of the afterlife, all right, we we have a story here. Uh, the title of this is a satanic display mm. at Iowa Capitol was vandalized beyond repair, and arrests were made. So oh. you had a bunch of people worshiping a, a satanic ritual, um, and 
This reads, on Thursday, the Satanic Temple of Iowa announced that their display at the Iowa Capitol had been significantly damaged. The controversial display, which Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds called, quote, objectionable, featured a ram's head covered with mirrors on a mannequin before being damaged. Organizers say it's a symbol to the right of religious freedom. So first of all, I'm like, I've heard of the ram's head with Satanism, Mm. but I've never heard of the mirrors surrounding the ram's head. So I'm confused with what are you trying to worship? Because if it's surrounded in mirrors, you're looking at yourself and and you're like, I'm the God. (laughs) And then you're not seeing the ram, which is supposed to represent Satan or something. So I'm like. I'm very confused where the mirrors come from in all of this. I like it's just like a ram's head with mirrors surrounding it, with people mm-hmm. kneeling down and worshiping Satan. So that that was just the the first thing I thought reading this. Yeah, well, I'm looking at it now, and it's the it's the ram's head itself is sculpted out of pieces of mirror. Ah, so okay. I mean, I'm sure you can probably see your reflection in it, but. I I don't know. I'm sure it's probably still symbolic. I, I don't know what it means. Okay. Yeah, the, the 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 story that I read, it had a video that just was just showing like someone reacting or some reporter reacting to the news. I didn't actually see the Rams head. So it's basically made out of mirrors. Yes. The Rams head. That's it okay. appears so, yeah. It looks I mean cool. I'm I I'm I'm on board with it. I, you know, if we're going to preach the right to religious freedom and you have God versus Satan, I think you need to respect the right of people to support the other team. You know, if you're like, look, I read the Bible when I was younger and what spoke to me most was the, the hellish fires of hell. <laughs> and I, I want to, yeah. you know, spend eternity partying with the degenerates and that's for me. I think you should have the the right to do so. I mean, my theory has always been that like Satan is actually a cool dude. Like I'm not religious at all. So I don't really believe in any of the hoopla. However, like would it not make sense that like first of all, isn't Satan Satan is Lucifer, a fallen angel for one. But yeah. is he not doing the Lord's work more than the Lord himself. I mean, who else is going to oversee this city of hooligans that is hell? I mean, is he not doing a tougher job than the Lord himself? That's my thought. I'm like, why don't we love Satan is the man? I mean, he's like taking all these terrible people and just like, just keeping them down there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, is that not yeah. good work? You're right. There, there's no easier job than what God has, which is keeping a room of goody two shoes in line. Because <laughs> right? no one wants no one wants to do anything bad. So it's like, what are you watching? You could just like, no yeah. wonder God fucking, you know, took forever to make the earth because you don't really have to do anything w- other than just watching a couple people here and there that are not going to do anything out of line anyway. And then you have Satan where he's like, oh, my God, like, 
someone's committing arson over here another guy's fucking a kid right? like he this guy just stole a car game. like how do i yeah yeah like he's just <laughs> racing over everywhere he's he's the you know the true the the goat that's who of we should the, be the bible saying thanks to like thank you so much for keeping yeah. these bad people in line i mean thank you that so i've yeah. always like that's genuinely been my logical <laughs> explanation of of this yeah. so yeah i'm still waiting to understand religion um but i do feel like satan is the man yeah no i i actually i don't i forget if we discussed this on a previous episode but i actually got in trouble in catholic school i was in 10th grade maybe and i got asked to leave a class because i was asking my religion teacher i was basically saying if, if Satan is the overlord of the degenerates, mm-hmm. if he's in charge of all the, the, the shit, the people that have done like the worst things in life, why would he want to punish them? If Satan is one of them, if he's also a degenerate, like wouldn't hell be one big party. And mm. I did not get an answer to that. Yeah, Instead, also, I was asked to leave the class and I was like, I think they never want to answer the tough question, legitimate question. Catholic school is all about like acceptance and, you know, finding yourself or, you know, finding the answer in God. But then when, when you ask the question that there's mm-hmm. no answer to, or maybe they don't like the answer, yeah. it's always, oh, you don't believe or God works in mysterious ways, which is complete <laughs> bullshit. It's like, how, God how works. is that an So answer? do I. I work in mysterious ways as well. <laughs> yeah. And my mysterious ways is I'm worshiping Satan now. He's yeah. one way over. Hail Satan. <laughs> He's much cooler. I'm a degenerate. I who would you rather hang out with? Fucking like who's who's a goody two shoes uh that's been, you know, prevalent in history? Who's like a who's someone that hasn't committed genocide or like a leader who's uh you know Gandhi hasn't cheated on their wife? I think Gandhi actually did some fucked up shit. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not but, sure. It's been a while since I was in eighth grade history class. So <laughs> it, it, I think it's like recent where people are like, yeah, Gandhi was like married to a 13 year old or something. I, I oh, they it. always are, aren't um, they? Exactly what it was. But let's say uh, who's like a goody two shoes. Literally all um, I had was Gandhi. Who, who else? Gandhi. Maybe there's no people we could think of because no, no one wants no to one. study the history of good people. No, um, the only bo- pure bo- spirits in this world are like children because yeah. that's it. They're the only innocent ones. Who do you want to hang out with for eternity? A bunch of seven-year-olds and, <laughs> you know, mix in some aborted fetuses and, you know, one guy who ratted on his friends in elementary school that all no one snitches. liked. He went to church every Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. all, the, all the snitches and the children or do you want to go to hell and hang out with fucking like Johnny Cash and yeah, I, you, know, you don't fucking like you don't Napoleon and yeah, the, like, like I'm going where the party is. Cool. That's all I'm going. So give me the address to the party. <laughs> I'm yeah. going that way. Part parties in heaven would be non-alcoholic beers. Everyone's wearing the same white thing. And then if you say something out of line, there's some sort of soul buzzer where you just get like buzzed within the depths of your insides to not be able to say it. And until the 
dark thought passes, you just like aren't able to speak. You're just frozen in heaven. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you go yeah. to hell and you, and you walk in the front door and Satan just like is plowing Marilyn Monroe from behind <laughs> while Johnny Cash is singing a ballad and you have like wow. all the drugs and the, the 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 music and the party and the atmosphere. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm on board with the people who are worshiping Satan. Me too. I mean, they seem to make more sense to me than you know the other way around. I yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what happens when we die. I don't think it's either of that, but I just hope it's a party. <laughs> Wherever yeah. my soul goes, it better be a good fucking time. Yeah, there, there's a message from the Satanic Temple of okay. Iowa that they posted on their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And so this was in response of their uh, their sort of stuff getting destroyed. Their their altar got destroyed. It the, the statue that was damaged was called the Baphomet statue. OK. And they said on their Facebook page, this morning we were informed by authorities that Baphomet in our holiday display was destroyed beyond repair. We are proud to continue our holiday display for the next few days that have been allotted. We ask that for safety, visitors travel together and use the seven tenets as a reminder for empathy. In the knowledge that justice is being pursued the correct way through legal, through legal means, and it's like, you know, society is just completely upside down when the Satanists are the most reasonable, like when they yes, get their they statue destroyed are. and they're like, guys, don't retaliate. We're, we're doing this the right way. We're going to sue them. Don't go to their statue and, you know, burn that down either. Like they're making sense. They're, they're, they're worshiping yeah. through empathy. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, this is how you know society Reality. is just completely screwed. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. No, I I agree. I don't really know much about like Satanism either. I I'm sure there's characters in that that are not cool either. But yeah, from a lot of what I've heard, they're always just like chill. They're like we're just believing in like logic here. Yeah. No, there there is a slippery slope from Satanism to having sex with children. So I will yeah. say that well, a that lot of those isn't things Satanism though. I feel like that's, that's just a, pedophilia. That's bad apples. Yeah, that's yeah, just that's that's something yeah. else. You, you see yeah, you like when people are dancing around uh uh, you know, like a fucking Satan statue and it's on fire and people are in robes and then you hear the stories of the the children that got abused and all this. Those, they're just people using Satanism as a way to, you know, do these terrible things. But honestly, like Satanism as at its heart, like imagine how much less war there would be if in response to getting attacked, the other side went, wait, hold on, guys, let's not be unreasonable. Let's remember the seven tenets of empathy before we invade this country. No, and we that's have a lot less what, I'm, wars. what I'm seeing here. So if you go to the sa- the satanictemple.com, it literally says the satanic temple encourages benevolence and empathy, rejects uh, like a tyrannical authority and advocates for practical common sense. Sign me yeah. up. 
I mean that that, yeah. that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I love common sense. I mean, on it. Do we have any Satanists running for president in 2024? Because I want to hear what they have to say. Yeah, I mean, we should find out. I don't know. We maybe let's join this club. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's join let's the Satanic dialogue. Temple Club. Let, let's start a dialogue with the Satanists. We'll send them a message on Facebook. We'll say, hey, you know, we know you guys are good with empathy and you already have a group. We're good on social media. If you, you know, you're trying to run a campaign, we could film some reels for you. We could make a, an Instagram, you know, we could get Satanism more accepted by the mainstream for people to see what it is because it does get a bad rap. Yeah, and on the satanictemple.com, I mean, they have like a, you can become a member. Becoming a member is free. However, if you want the cool little card that says you're a member, you got to donate like 50 bucks or something, 35 bucks. I'm not sure. They got stickers for sale. They got hot sauce for sale. Oh, my God. This place is great. I love it here. They got books, candles. This is my type of place. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they I got mean, it all. Yeah, I, there there was no hot sauce at church when I was younger. There was no, you know, candles, barbecue, yeah. stuff like that. So, so who they it like. Does, it does sound like a fun place. They like Krampus. And I, this is a fun fact about me for real. I love Krampus. And my favorite, I have a big interest in the niche of horror christmas movies um so the Mm. krampus movie was like one of my favorites i just i don't know why i've always been so drawn to this so they're big into krampus um i actually haven't seen the krampus movie i think it's on hulu it is streaming on one of the major streaming platforms so you should watch it it's it's just a fun movie so on this website, does it say something like fun facts about Satanists? We love the Christmas movie Krampus. No, I'm just on their what, store what you... and I looked, uh. um, they have handcrafted pottery mugs and because of tis the season, their Krampus holiday exclusive mug is sold out. Um, but they have a wow. bunch. They have a lot of cool mugs. I'm about to, they got a new customer. They have one that says, Hail Satan. <laughs> Love that. And the the design is really cool on a lot of these mugs. So I'm yeah. actually a fan. Um, the satanictemple.com, people. I mean, this online store is to die for. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's something hilarious about someone handcrafting a mug, like doing intense pottery and then at the same time, they're listening to satanic lectures about the the seven tenets of empathy and what hell is about. Like, just just some old craftsman yeah. that's just doing work with his hands, but he's hand like, I'm thrown. also worshiping Satan. I love yeah. this, though, because there's one. I actually might buy one because there's one that's the uh, familiar Raven mug, which I'm actually wearing my Raven's jersey right now. Um, Hell I'm yeah. from Baltimore, so shout out to Edgar Allan Poe, my guy, the Raven. Um, shout out. I actually want to get a Raven tattoo, but not like for the football team, for like Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven. Um, 
So mm. I'm I'm who know maybe they should reach out to me the the temple because I could be a spokesperson. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should definitely, you know, at least go to a meeting, just kind of see <laughs> at least go to one meeting. About. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just so it, it would be so funny to just go to a Satan meeting expecting it to be just the darkest, sickest shit you've ever seen. And there's like some old oh, lady greeting like you at the time. door, like, "Did you have a nice day? Like, come on in. Here's some cookies." They're pro-choice, so they're so down for ladies choosing what they want to do with their bodies. God bless. Of course they are, and of they're also they, they have a whole pride section. There is a rainbow T-shirt that says "Hail Satan" on it. I mean, yeah, come God on. God doesn't now. want you, but we'll take you. Exactly. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, I love it here. God's a piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, come with us. They're making a really good argument. Yeah, no, they really are. And, you know, just to kind of jump on a different train real quick. Yeah. There's also, I stumbled across a holiday tipping guide. Um, oh, yeah. Did you kind of Very grow useful. up in a family where maybe your parents would, like, give a gift to, like, your post- postal work lady or man or like the trash man or anything yeah yeah yeah. just like leave a leave a gift and um i think my parents every year they would give something to the landscapers like the the people who did like mow your lawn yeah yeah i remember that like there would just be like an end of the year gift everyone on the block would chip in and we you know give them something yeah yeah, I grew up, my dad kind of did the same thing. He'd leave something in the mailbox for like our mail yeah. delivery driver. He'd leave something out like with the trash when the trash men came, you know, so they could have a gift. Um, but I just thought this article was fun. So this is the holiday tipping guide, who to tip and how much. Um, mm. And so it says who should get a holiday tip as a general rule. It's appropriate to tip the following people at the holidays. Some of these are funny, though. Um, delivery drivers. It's at, like you don't tip them the whole fucking year round. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Um, babysitters or nannies. Door okay. attendants slash building managers. Maintenance mm-hmm. workers like repair people, housekeepers, trash collectors or landscapers. Pet walkers slash groomers or sitters. Personal trainers hairstylists and newspaper carriers and some of these i just found interesting because i'm like don't you you already tip your hairstylist and your delivery driver and i'm certainly not tipping the newspaper carrier that delivers the newspaper i never even asked for to the bottom of my driveway well what no i'm not Not giving you any of my money (laughs) yeah I mean, and if he's leaving it at the bottom of your driveway, he's definitely not a Satanist. He, he's not delivering with empathy. No. So I don't think he deserves a tip. Exactly. But I just thought it's just like, at, at what point? I mean, we can't tip everybody just because it's Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I can't tip my trash collector all the time. My dog groomer, my freaking babysitter. Like, you're already paying these people. Yeah. At what the, point all, do we I, draw the line? 
I, I bet th- this article was written by a business owner or someone who owns a corporation because they don't fucking pay their employees enough, which is why exactly. people need to tip. As opposed to other countries where tipping isn't a thing because people actually make enough to live just doing their job and not being fake nice all the time yes. in hopes that they can have enough money to eat every day. So I say instead of holiday tipping, how about we just start biweekly paying that, <laughs> and not yeah. have this be a holiday thing so we can make up for exactly. your lack of paying your employees because you're just a garbage piece of shit. No, exactly. And the, it's just the list goes on and on. It's like at this point, I should just walk outside and start handing out dollar bills like just for everybody. Everybody gets a tip this this year because that's the world we live in now where we have to follow a tipping guide and we got to tip everybody yeah. under the fucking sun for doing a service yeah. that we already pay them for. Yeah, it's it, there, there's things like also if if you're let's say you get a your haircut right before the holidays, you want to look good, you know, if grandpa dies at Christmas dinner and someone happens to be taking a video, you don't want to look like shit with your hair if that goes viral. You want to you want to look good as mm-hmm. grandpa is passing away in the background. So you you get your haircut where you already tip. As yeah, you I'm going to tip them then, anyways. If they want you, you to give an extra a, tip, like a holiday tip, like up it. Like a if holiday you usually tip. Leave like th- $20, you should leave like 40 Yeah. So like you're giving them the 20 and then you're going, Merry Christmas. Here's another 20 Yeah. So they know this is not the regular tip. Don't yeah. expect this in January. Yes. But right now I'm just letting you know I'm, I'm tipping you a little bit extra. Yeah. I, I I'm cool with this. I if mean, you I'm, have the funds I'm, to do this, that's great. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm cool with tipping people extra that you go to regularly yeah. throughout the year and that you for already, service. Yeah, exactly. Me too. But if it's like the fucking corporate Starbucks that you're going to one time because you're passing through New Jersey and they're like, would you like to leave an extra holiday tip? I'm like, fuck no. Like, no, this coffee is seven dollars. I'm not. I, I'm never you're, you're ask me again. Pouring me an americano. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's getting a little bit. I had this happen to me. Um, this was before I left Panama, but I put in an order for pickup in Grubhub in Brooklyn, and I'm going. I'm walking there to pick it up, and they asked me in the little electronic sign out thing. Like, do you want to tip your driver? And I'm like, what driver? Like, I, I'm I'm the driver. Walking. I'm the driver. <laughs> yeah, like I I am the delivery person in this situation. Um, but it's just like there's gonna be a tipping point. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. I wish I, I read did that book say that on purpose. Uh, I've heard of it. I I'll tell people I read it, and then I'll <laughs> tell them my ideas on yeah, tipping. Okay, and then I'll write my own book. Um, but I, yeah, I just feel like this shit's gone too far. People, I, I get that people do their jobs and they want to get recognized for it, but like this all goes back to people just not getting paid and the type of culture we live in. And it's just like, it's getting out of hand. Yeah. And it goes on to say like how much to tip. So, you know, ride share drivers like your Uber, you know, 15 to 20%. Um, 
Newspaper carriers, ten to thirty dollars. What? This one gets me door attendants, anywhere from twenty to a hundred dollars, depending on the level of service. What's the service? Opening the door, guarding the door. What is the service? I mean, I know they like. I mean, I've been to your apartment, Zach, and you technically have like a doorman. He's not by the door, but he's at the desk. And I asked you, I remember I asked you like when when I first started going to your place, like, is it annoying? Because every time I went in, first of all, I know this motherfucker remembers me. There are not a lot of people that look like me. I mean, there probably are, but not showing up at your apartment. I was going to say, I was going to say it's Brooklyn. Yeah, there actually are a lot of people that look like me. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so like every time I had to go and be like going up to the ninth floor, like going to Zach's place and he has to pick up the phone and like call you and like let you know as if I just showed up unannounced, as if we don't text. You know what I mean? Like, as if you didn't know I was coming. He's ringing up like, oh, like, like this is the fucking 80s. Like, this stuff is, like, outdated. Like, that shit you would do back when, like, I had a pager. He'd, like, call up because you didn't actually know when I was showing up. I'll I'll say in that situation, what I should have told you to do is just walk straight to the elevator and not say anything because. I can't. They always, they always looked at me. They're like. Do like they, they stop recogni- you or do they just look at you? They would like before, because it's kind of a long ways. First of all, those stairs at your apartment building, I hate because they're kind of steep and it's like dark, like because you're going down some floors and there's scaffolding outside of the doors. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm risk adverse. So I got to like go down like one at a time, like a toddler. So then, like, I'm going yeah. slow, and they just see me. I mean, listen, I I know I'm a ray of sunshine. I tend to draw a lot of attention to myself when I enter a room. So I think, like, there was no chance for me to get to the elevator, like, without them yeah. being like, hey, how you doing? Hello? I, I, think, I think it's more of a legal thing where if you just walk straight by them, a lot of them would probably just be like, oh, yeah, she might not live here but she knows where she's going but if you announce that you are seeing someone and you don't live in the building there's probably something legal where they have to call up just in case i get murdered and then it's like the building is getting well i thought that was their point to begin with like everybody that comes in that doesn't live there needs to check in with them because they want to keep track of like the people that in theory they haven't done background checks on because they you get background checked when you get an apartment so yeah yeah it also depends which doorman you pass yeah it also depends which guy you pass because some some are better at remembering and i'll just go like oh yeah you know like in the building where we record the podcast at your office the first time i had to check in with a guy and go you know Mm -hmm. i'm going up to the fourth floor and he complimented me on my watch and now he's just like oh yeah whatever what's up? Like, yeah, nice yeah, walk. yeah and i just walk right past him so i think it depends yeah. who you who you get i i will say the number one they should stop calling it a doorman and stop start calling it package man because yes. the number one yeah, reason to have a building with is. a doorman the, the number one reason to have a building with a doorman in new york city is so that your packages don't get stolen that is that is the biggest 
benefit mm-hmm. of having someone down there rather than your packages just getting like thrown on the floor or you know thrown outside the building and then they're just gone by the time you get I'm there. being for so, real yeah, I, here I'll- like I live in Harlem and uh I'm obviously not going to announce like where I live in Harlem but I I will I, it's a- <laughs> <laughs> um it's a house though it's like a house yeah. so I don't have a vestibule or a doorman or like anything that anybody like they can't if I'm not home and I don't answer the doorbell there's nowhere for them to put the package besides just out in the open for all the people walking on the sidewalk to just pick up and take I knock on wood have never in like the two years now that I've lived here multiple times I've had packages just out never had one stolen the people of Harlem okay. are just minding their fucking business. And that's why I love yeah. Harlem. <laughs> there you go. And and Harlem is, is And I don't need now. to tip I, my doorman $100 either. Because I am my own $100 doorman. Is, $100 <laughs> is a lot. I, I'll tell you what I do every year. I... Get, there's five or six different guys that are downstairs. Uh, four yeah. or five doormen. How can you a tip all five of them? So I. They are I'll making exactly a killing, Zach. I, if they're getting. Wait a second. The, think of all the tenants in your building. Even if all the tenants yeah. are giving like them 20 bucks a person, they're making a fucking killing. <laughs> I, I, I would say probably 50% tip. And there's. Let's, let's figure this out. So there's. Uh, what like six rooms on each floor there's nine floors let's say 55 60 to call it even if they're getting half of the people are giving them let's say 20 bucks on average that's around five or six hundred a doorman which you know it's it's a nice little thing at the end of the year i'll I'll tell you what i do so i go across wait wait wait. you're giving so if each there's 60 people and they're giving 20 bucks but I only think half of the people. Okay, actually I was going to say, I was like, that's over a grand. Okay, I gotcha. So, so I go across the street. I go to the liquor store and I say, "What? Tell me what boxes of wine you have in now that, or a case where I could just carry it. That's you know not a low level, but it's kind of like mid range, not super yeah. expensive. I get a case of, I, I think it comes with twelve bottles in a case. Mm-hmm. I spend. 120 bucks on a case of okay wine like good wine that i enjoy but it's just not super expensive i hand out a bottle each to the guys downstairs and then i end up having four or five left over for either myself or other gifts for for different people so Mm -hmm. that's usually what i do i just get something that's just like quick and i give it out to the door guys um just what my dad used to do he would do the same thing like a a six pack of beer something like that yeah like you want the door guys to be on your side because Definitely. there are some there are some situations in the building throughout the year where you're like this apartment's making so much noise this you know I'm having a problem with this I need but this can I just be a nice guy, person like why do I have to buy them why do I have to buy their their hard work you know what I mean like why do I have to it's give it's, them money. <laughs> It's the Anna, it's the Anna Delvey mentality. If if you're working behind a desk and Anna Delvey has 
ten hundred dollar bills in your hand or in her hands Fake and you're ones. talking it and you're and you're talking to someone else and she just keeps slapping hundred dollar bills down on the counter until you come over and give her attention. How many of those do you think have to happen before you call, you know, another employee and be like, Hey, can you cover this? Anna Delvey just slapped down eight hundred dollar bills on the counter I mean, for me to answer. I guess my thing is question. if I'm a doorman. Hell yeah. If if somebody's giving me extra cash, I'm definitely going to continue to like be nice to that person and do my job yeah. for that person. However, it's my job <laughs> as an employed person to do that for everyone anyways. Like, I don't know. That's yeah. me. Like, I'm always going to just do my job and be cool with everybody anyways. If you give me extra cash... Sure, but I'm still not doing anything illegal for you, you know. <laughs> but it is it is human. It it is hu- not not illegal, but to, like just to take extra care of you, where it's like it, it's a human thing. I can't be where bought. if every if everyone <laughs> I, then you're better than me. I can be bought. I'm letting you know right now. If I anyone's just, out yeah, there and I, they just yeah. want to, I wish se- I could something special. I wish it, I could. I, I will do. I'll do this podcast for the Chinese Communist Party if they make the the highest <laughs> bid for breaking takes once we pop yeah. up. They're like, if the Saudis offer us $100 million to do breaking takes brought to you by the Saudi kingdom, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'll, I'll yeah, take, I'll I take can't. A nice 100 I, mil. I believe you. I can't. I have too much moral obligation. So I'm just gonna keep slapping down million dollar checks in front of you until if they're real, until dude. You're like I'll do, if they're real, they're 100 percent real. The Saudis. Well, okay, let's, let's all right. Say this. If a they Saudi if we prince, get a real deal, I'll it will bring me a consideration. A, let's say the Saudi prince, one of them, because I know there's like a 400 different Saudi families, but let's say one of them is a listener to Breaking Takes, and we get a call next week, and he says. I love the podcast. I'm a huge fan. I don't need to see any analytics. I'm I'm just a super fan and I'll do anything to you know, be the main sponsor of the podcast. The the breaking takes brought to you by the Al Sharab Saudi family. And I'm going to give you 100 million dollars mm-hmm. for 3 years each. You and Sam, 100 mil for 3 years. Breaking takes brought to you by Saudi Arabia Saudi family. Sure, there are some shady things that I, happen. I don't sure, think I'm you know. doing it. I'm just, I don't think do I am. You, would you take the 100 mil? No. But what, what I would do was come. We don't have to a, change anything. We don't have to move to Saudi Arabia. All we have to do is. But a we're sponsored by like, it's like, oh, Breaking Take sponsored by Kim Jong-un. Sponsored by the the oil yeah. industry. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. that would be funny, yeah. but I honestly no. I I I do. I am that person that has like a lot of moral obligation. But what I would do was still get rich off that shit because I'm smart like that. So I'm still I'm gonna take this offer and go so public with it. I'm going to all my big time podcasters that I like that get like at least a million views or listens and I'm sending them proof and I'm getting on all the shows to talk about this and I'm just going to get publicity. It's going to be a longer route to wealth. But, but I'm going to What if one of the podcasters 
what if one of the podcasters you send the message to goes, oh, Sam won't take this offer, but I will. And then before you go on the show, the Saudi family just takes the, the, they give the sponsorship to another podcast. So it's not a story anymore with your podcast. What is this fantasy? I don't think that's happening. I, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Just a hypothetical. Just a hypothetical. Cause I I just, I just, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I, I don't, I don't think I would consciously treat someone better if they give me money. But if I'm a hotel concierge or I'm a door person and everyone else walks in and I treat them nice and everyone would say, oh, yeah, Zach's a good door guy. And then, you know, every once in a while, this other guy who lives in the building, Rich, walks in and he just goes, hey, here's a hundred bucks. Like I had a great year at work. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, you know, here's a hundred bucks. Uh you know, thanks for being a great door guy. And then two weeks later, he comes back and he's like, you know, uh, it's it's that time of year. I just got my bonus. You know, here, here's another hundred bucks. Light, life is going good. Then That's he's great. like, oh, your kid wants your kid wants this tricycle. Like I just got him the tricycle. It's like the new, you know, fucking electric tricycle scooter for kids. I, I think I wouldn't consciously go. I'm going to treat Rich better than the other people who live in the building. But when Rich calls me at the same time as someone else calls me, I'm picking up Rich first because he's giving me the gifts. I, yeah, I feel actually differently. I, money to me, like, yeah, I want to get rich, but I, this could be my fatal flaw, but I've always been like this. I have a lot of integrity. So I don't care. (laughs) Like if you give me more money, like you're the same to me as everybody else. I I don't know. Like that's just how I feel. I'm not going to like, sure, I don't know. Like I I don't – I'm not going to go, oh, I'm taking care of like the rich guy stuff first because he gives me more money. Like no, bitch, you gave me that money. Like I'm just still going to do my job. (laughs) Like so – Yeah, no. I, I don't I don't mean not do your job or treat other people worse. I just mean if you But wouldn't that's what if, I'm saying though, like favoritism is not part of the job. Like just everybody I, I and I, I'm I, I'm arguing for me that someone who uh goes out of their way to, you know, maybe l- get a present or or leave bigger tips. I'm just saying if I was in that position as a a hotel concierge or something like that, that if I had the opportunity, two people on the same level, but they both need help or they both, you know, need something, I think my energy would gravitate more naturally to the person who has been more generous with their time, energy, and money. Because, like, again, everything is time. Like, even money is I time. I agree on the that more, if the, more the money you issues have. are, like, this. There's no level of, like, more importance on the issue. Then, sure, of course. But if, like, they yeah. call me at the same like, time and I feel morally like the uh, the this person that didn't give me cash, their issue is just more of a concern to me. I'm still going with that person over the person that gave me money. 
No, yeah, I, I'm saying here, this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying like ignore Gertrude in 9D that's having a heart attack and, you know, she needs an ambulance and Rich needs a reservation. Like, obviously, I'm not going to handle Rich's uh, situation before taking care of the other woman. I'm saying instead, l- like, let's say that two people need a parking spot out front of my building and I'm the person working behind the desk at the building and there's only one parking spot and two people check in to say like, Hey, I'm unloading my stuff. Uh, do you think you can save the parking spot for me? If it's rich versus someone else, I think I'm gravitating more towards like, yeah, I'll I'll hold it for rich because he's been more generous to me. So I want to be more generous to him. I don't, I, I'm yeah. not saying treat I mean, the other person worse. I'm not, I'm no, not like take I away from you, the other people just, in the building. It's like how, when does that happen? Like I just, I hear you, but it's just like how often does that happen? That like they're both going to call you at the same exact time with the same exact request, you know? So I guess like for me, it's yeah, like, okay, it's that's just, like, it's just a, it's just a hypothetical. Just a hypothetical. I do agree, but it's like. I don't know. Like to me, it's like that's unlikely to happen. So it would probably never go down that way. Or it's it's like the idea. I've done this a few times where I go to a bar in the city that maybe I'm going to be there for three or four hours. Like this is the spot we're going to be with our friends. Yeah. Uh, or with friends. I have tipped $20 for the first drink. And then every other time I go up to the bar, I'm leaving a normal tip. But the bartender looks over other people and is like, what are you having? And I, I'm just that like, makes more there's sense, no line though. for you. But that's the name of the yeah, game and that's in because bartending, I paid the though. bartender. That's the name of but the game in bartending. Not doorman service, I think. Yeah, but that's just the, my opinion. You still want to be – but being a doorman, you're still providing a service that's not money. A bartender isn't – his job isn't to get more money. His job is to make the best drinks, just like your but job as a doorman is to be the best doorman. But he gets paid on tips. The doorman does not. The doorman gets paid a salary. So with bartending, so it's like, yeah, you, because this is his whole service. His whole income is based on tipping. And so, of course, he's going to go after like who's giving me the best tip and being probably a cool person. I mean, if you tip a lot and you're still a dick – you know, you might get looked over still, but. So is it only, is it only okay to reciprocate generosity if you're not on a full salary? Like, let's say the bartender has a salary that's the same level as a doorman and there's tipping with both that are just part of it. Cause this, like everything these, has tipping. Uh, but, na- but now where are we? Sweden? Since when does a bartender have a salary? I, I just well, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm the, having a hard time here because I don't play in like the world of like hypothetical that well. I'm just like with bartending, it makes I'm, sense. I'm, maybe maybe I'm doing a, a bad job. At explaining I feel the like point. you I'm, aren't. I'm just, I get you. I just think we disagree. <laughs> We're yeah, having no, a that, holiday that, that's fine. family I, spat. I, I, that that's fine. I'm I'm just saying uh, that. As the like, if the doorman's job is to be a good doorman, the bartender's job is to be a good bartender. And let's say, for the sake of the argument, that they're both making a similar amount at the end of the year and it's both coming from similar 
places where the doorman's not really making a big salary. A lot of it comes at the end of the year in tips or throughout the year. Same thing, bartenders making less than minimum wage. Most of his things comes from tip because like, let's be honest, the doorman's probably not making an outrageous salary either. A lot of it may come from those like yearly generosity bonuses, things like that. If you slide someone some more money up front, they're more likely to reciprocate that with more attention to detail for the person that slid them the money. I'm saying I would do that. I'm not saying that you would do that. I'm just saying I I would be more likely to give that person attention and look over the other people that want to drink and go, oh, like there's Todd. Todd, Todd just slipped there. Like there's Sarah. Sarah tipped me up front. Like I'm taking care of her. doesn't have to do with uh, my job necessarily, like how I get paid. It's more just like the the move of like here's some money up front, and the the sort of like the unspoken word is that I'm doing this to uh sort of get taken care of. You know what I mean? Like when I walk up to the bar, like I I want to have the attention. I'm I'm not like the other people that are leaving you. You know, like ten percent tips or like tipping for one drink and then not tipping for the rest of the night that like that money will sort of buy you the attention and it is transactional at the end of the day well that, i that's still what I'm trying i to still say. wholeheartedly agree with the bartending thing for sure i just yeah i don't know we we are coming i guess i also just yeah the hype i just you know what world what world <laughs> that's more my thing I, I don't, but yeah yeah with a bartending yeah, I, of I course think, I live in a world, my morality, I would describe like this. You can't make me change my morals for money. You can't, you can't make me, you can't shake the foundations of my morality with a paycheck. You can, however, adjust the way that I spend my attention with some extra generosity in the form of money. Now, if that attention goes against my foundations of morality, I will not give you that attention. I will do the job as it needs to be done. But that surface level attention is up for grabs. I 100% like the iceberg of my attention can be bought, but like the foundations of who I am and what I'm ultimately going to become at the end of the day, that is something that's unshakable for better or worse. Sure. I mean, sure. Yeah. I feel like we went in a really big circle of kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's why we're both going to become Satanists, because at the end of the day, we're on the same page, but in just yeah. two different ways, just bopping around. That's right. So I think we're going to we're going to worship Satan to the fullest this Christmas. You know, I'll Satan can buy my soul for sure. I will sell it to him. Yeah, and if he sends me a free. T-shirt, I will follow this a free pride free T-shirt, t-shirt. <laughs> and a free mug. Yeah, and the mug. I, I yeah, because don't forget I want that, that fucking I, mug. You know, if I'm going to hell, you better have that fucking mug ready That's for right. me. I, I'm gonna need some of the poor drinks into party. Absolutely. So yeah, you know, thank you guys this, for this has been for a wild one. Yeah, I hope that this, to this episode, episode of break it takes <laughs> felt like your family table on christmas where everybody's saying the same thing but nobody's nobody everybody's yelling 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and we wanted to give you guys that experience that over a podcast, just in case you're not going to see your family during the holidays, because there exactly. are a lot of people that just can't for whatever reason. True. So listen to this and you will get that holiday spat Very feeling. Me and Sam, even under the table, were just, I was texting her insults and she was texting me insults because I was like, I want to incite a riot at the end of this podcast. Yeah. And this is this is what we've become. Exactly. This, this is who it's we what are. what it boiled down. down to at the end of the year. This is what yeah. sums us up, 2023. Yes. 2023. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate. Thank you for joining Indeed. us for this extravaganza. And yeah. as we said the last episode, we're taking a little bit of a break, but we will be back in uh, sometime early 2024. Indeed. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for sticking with us. We look forward to taking a break and game planning a new season. So we look forward to seeing you in the new year. Yeah. And, you know, if the Saudis are listening, side text me. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Peace.